Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome to this episode of Fostering Community. My name is Kate, and today I have two amazing CPS workers here with me. I've got Diana and Melinda. Thank you both so much for coming on. Um, this episode is going to just highlight what CPS is and um, what role they play in the foster care system and how they help uh, the kids in our community. Um, Diana and Melinda, do y'all um, kind of want to give me an idea of what is CPS and just kind of let our listeners know what CPS is all about? Yeah, um, the purpose of CPS is to protect children and to act in the child's best interest. Okay. Um, We also have several different divisions within the uh, Texas Department of Family and Protective Services um, under CPS, and that includes investigations, family-based services, uh, adoptions, and the division where Diana and I work, and that's in conservatorship. Great. And then one part they didn't say, if y'all don't know, is uh, CPS stands for Child Protective Services. Um, I know it's kind of different in different areas, but for us, it's CPS. Um, and so, Diana, what is your role specifically in CPS? Um, well, for a whole minute, I have been um, a supervisor. And actually, I was promoted just of, as of January. Yay! Congrats. And thank you. Um, and so my role is to actually um, manage um, caseworkers, responsibilities for working with families, oversee and direct um, staffing cases, um, all related to risk, safety, and permanency of children on a daily basis. I also um, implement program guidelines, perform administrative functions, and um, just work with staff on a daily basis in directing them on their caseload. Great. And Melinda, what about you? As a conservatorship worker, we monitor the children's care after they have been removed from the home, and this includes monthly visits with the children in the caregiver's home. We meet with the parents once a month to monitor their progress and to provide case updates. We work with extended family members, caregivers, service providers, CASA, yeah, <laughs> and uh, any other legal parties involved in the case. We also identify family members or foster homes who are willing and able to provide long-term care for our children if reunification with the family is no longer an option. Great, and I think um, CPS as a whole kind of has a, a certain connotation. Um, I think people sometimes tend to think that they're, you know, coming into families and they do remove children from homes. But on top of that, y'all provide a lot of services to the family, right? So what are some things that you would say to people about CPS that kind of have this negative connotation? Um, First and foremost, um, we always want to leave the children with their family if we can. And that's the idea is to go in with um, and work with these families to help them solve problems that are leading to neglect or abuse. So we are able to offer them services such as um, individual therapy, family therapy, parenting, anger management, um, drug and alcohol counseling, different services to that effect. 
Well, thank you. And I know that's one thing when I came on CASA, I didn't realize what all CPS does, but y'all really do have some amazing services for our families and um, can help them get back on their feet. And ultimately, you do want the families to be unified, which is, I I think, something people don't really realize. Um, Melinda, do you want to tell me a rewarding experience that you've found with your years in CPS? Sure. So I'll give you an example of one case. Um, There became a point where it was determined that returning a six-year-old child to the home wasn't an option. And we had exhausted all resources regarding family members that had been provided. And um, we were able to identify a family member. We felt um, that wasn't maybe the the greatest match, but as you mentioned before, Um, the department always pursues placing children with a family member. Mm -hmm. Um, There were some concerns, though, that the caregiver had mentioned to the CASA worker in the department about possibly this relative who stepped up at the last minute and had no contact with the child, and there were concerns of maybe possibly the the, um, reason for doing that was maybe to what they refer to as pass the child off back off to the parents mm-hmm. um, where the neglect and the abuse had happened. So we continued to pursue placement with this family member as per the policy and the CASA worker had advocated for placement with a foster family that had been identified prior to this mem- family member stepping up towards the very end of the case. Um, and the CASA worker went out of her way to make regular contact with this foster family. They were really great fit for the child. The child expressed that she wanted to be with them. She was always already referring them, to them as her family and Aww. had bonded, yes, with the foster sibling. So the CASA worker even went out of her way to transport the child. This family was located in Houston, which, as you know, is three to four hours from Waco. Wow, yeah. Yes. So she took some weekend time, her own personal time, and drove the child and met the caregivers a couple of times or the foster family um, halfway. And um, eventually, um, the family that we were looking at that had been identified did not pass what we refer to as a home study, which determines that the environment for the child would be long, would provide long-term, you know, safety and stability. And they advocated for placement CASA of the child with the foster family. And at the final hearing, the court ordered placement with the foster family. So I think everyone felt that this was probably the best place for the child, even though it wasn't with family. She was really happy, and it was a really great fit for the child. Wow, great. That's a great example of CASA and CPS working together, and mm-hmm. um, sounds like everyone was happy with the outcome. Diana, can you share uh, a time when this job has been challenging? I know you've been there for how many years? Um, I've been with the department for seven years. Oh, wow. And um, every day is a new challenge, but mm-hmm. our Work is hard, but it's a worthy worthy job. And um, challenging is getting to know the child, um, hoping for the best, and then something happening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's scary sometimes, and the outcomes um, are not always what we hope for um, when a child is hurt or something like that. And those are the challenging part, managing your life balance and being able to overcome those those challenging things as as somebody being heard or something like that. So how do you, um, you or Melinda can answer this, how do you kind of, you know, separate that from your everyday life? Because I know this work can be draining and, and just kind of, you know, hard on your heart. So how do you kind of can separate those two, go home and be able to take care of yourself so that you can go back to work and take care of these kids? Um, again, it's it's just kind of 
daily self-care, prioritizing um, tasks that have to be done at work, and turning off your phone when you go home sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, I do yoga, walking, um, things like that that just focus on maybe some quiet time to separate having the anxiety of the job, things like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Linda, what about you? Well, I think the department does a really good job when they bring on new employees of providing uh, sessions on life-work balance. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, we are human, like you said, yeah. and there are times where, you know, I will be at home after hours and on weekends thinking about things that I need to do or things that I don't want to forget to do. Um, but I think a big role in your mental health is, is it a good job fit? And do you love what you do? And is there a passion for that? And I think for me personally, I love what I do and I have a passion. I think a lot of my skill sets align with with this job requires. Um, so that's how it works for me. Well, for me. Right. Yeah. And you definitely can't be in this role if you're not passionate about the mission and, and uh, helping these children and their families, which, which kind of leads me to my next question. Um, do we need more uh CPS caseworkers, is there a need for more staff? Um, Absolutely. Um, We could always use more caseworkers. One, we just have a better outcome um, when we have more people to work with, more families, um, have one more one-on-one time. Um, We do have high caseloads. We've always had high caseloads. The state is working on getting those lowered and hiring workers. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just for everybody, it's beneficial to have more workers. Right. Well, great. And what other, real quick, Melinda, do you want to give me an idea of what other departments there are within CPS? So if someone listening uh, thinks they might play a role in a different area of CPS, do you want to give me an idea of what departments there are? Sure. Um, All of our cases start out um, at the investigation level in that division, and they are the representatives and the companies or the employees who go out into the homes and conduct the investigations and make a determination if the child is safe being in the home or we need to remove the child from the home. So that means uh, there are danger factors that we aren't unable to control with the child being in the home Um, because we do try to remove if we can provide services and leave the child in the home. And that leads me to another uh, division in the company or area, and that is family-based safety services. And those are services that the state can provide leaving the child in the home if there's not immediate dangers and there's just risk factors that we can control through services and referrals. Um, We have adoptions. So that would kind of follow conservatorship. So conservatorship is in between there, and then there's adoptions. And that's after a child is not able to be reunified with their family. Mm -hmm. Um, We refer the child over to adoptions, and we work with them uh, to place the child. And lots of times we're looking in advance of that. We've already got the child placed in a home that is appropriate um, once we transfer the case over to adoptions. Great. Thank you for giving me a little more on that. Um, And kind of to wrap up, if you could say one thing to someone listening to let them know what CPS is all about, um, what would it be, Diana? You first. Um, CPS, Child Protective Services, is exactly what it says it is. Mm -hmm. Um, It's about protecting children and the safety of children. And that's first and foremost. We always want to do what is in the best interest of the child and keeping them safe. Um, Mm -hmm. That about says it. And Melinda, do you have anything to add to that? Um, I think something that really kind of stood out to me when I came to work for CPS was the negative perception about yeah. CPS. And I even myself uh, 
before I became employed, I mean, when you heard those words and you have children, you're a parent, you just kind of cringed. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just something that you just didn't want to go down that road or experience. Um, But after being on the inside um, and becoming, you know, aware of what the goal is, um, and Diana mentioned this, that family, keeping family together, families together and keeping children safe are like really the main priority. And we do everything we can within the agency to keep the family together or provide the services so that we can reunify children with their families. So I just think that's important to know it. And it always doesn't, obviously that isn't the outcome. That's why we have foster families and we have adoption. Um, But as you know, we said, you know, the children are the main concern in their safety and their long-term well-being. Right. Great. Well, thank you all so much for having um, for coming on with me today. And hopefully that gave all of our listeners a better idea of what CPS and what they're all about. Um, If you don't live in this area, look them up. It may not be called CPS, but you have some sort of Department of Family Protective Services in your area. Uh, If you would like to get involved, reach out, see if they have any job openings. Um, And ultimately, this is just a good way to get educated and um, see what role CPS plays in your community and in foster care. So thank you so much for listening. This has been a Rogue Media Network podcast.